Hey, welcome back to part two. Let's get on with it. And I don't even know if I would dare to call it a trend. I don't want it to be a trend with, uh, you know, the message of sustainability and, you know, minimizing waste and all that things. But when other restaurants start to capitalize on it and are actually lying about it, I think it's become trendy. I've been in restaurants that say they're low waste who are taking out more garbage than an average restaurant. And it's not going in the recycling or anything. It's just, it's waste. When you have a lot of uh, restaurants that are, their food waste is going to compost at, at local farms and they're making sure they have separate trash cans for recycling and, and things like that. And that's, that level of responsibility is becoming more and more apparent in, in modern dining, but now other restaurants are just like latching onto it, trying to capitalize on it, saying we are farm to table, but they're not, or we are low waste, but they're not. So I hate to see people, you know, lessening the meaning of those things. The, it's the challenge with that. And, and you're right. I mean, there's all kinds of catchphrases in trending words that get dropped all over the place that loses its meaning because nobody's actually doing it. So nobody understands, you know, it, it becomes a, it just loses its power. Yeah. And, you know, sustainability has been one of those things that was out there for a long time. And at one point it actually meant something. Right. Um, and then, PR companies and marketing companies got a hold of the word because they saw it as, oh, wow, people are reacting to this. Mm-hmm. And they just went to everybody and said, hey, we're going to use this term and you're going to use this and it's going to help draw people in. And then all of a sudden they just now the word lost its power. Yeah. Because it was used everywhere by people that had n- no care of, of actually following through with anything. Um, you know, because the word sustainable or, or any of that stuff, it has such a deeper meaning than the general public believes. Mm -hmm. And, And also part of the word sustainable does not mean cheap. It actually means more expensive, right? Because it doesn't mean that the product you're buying is, uh, plentiful. Yeah. It, it, it means that you're purchasing something that is also going to not just sustain, whether it's the agriculture or the fishing industry, um, but it sustains the village or the town or the city that it comes from in a livable wage. Right. So, People don't understand that, and in, nor do they want to pay for it. Um, and nor do they. I think they even have the attention span to think about that. <laughs> um, if these chefs that are following this model, that are actually, you know, putting forth the effort and putting out you know, the, the high quality ingredients and everything like that. If they have an audience that is actually making their restaurant successful, then 
I feel like there's been a slight raise in consciousness in the American people. It's not widespread yet, but I think it's getting better. And I think the the break from COVID had a, a big effect on that. When everyone was trapped at home and they started making sourdough bread, they discovered that making bread from scratch is better than buying Wonder Bread. Just from a flavor standpoint, it takes a lot more effort, a lot more time. But I think that which they had plenty of, yeah, at the time. But I think that opened a whole new window to a lot of people's you know way of thinking that you know we should be more focused on better ingredients, and so they're going to start going to better restaurants. So I think the future is pretty bright in that aspect of things. I mean, there's still a long, long road, but. Uh, yeah. The problem though is it. So first I, 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 I hope you're right. But the problem with that though, is the general public has a very short memory. That is fair. So yeah, I, everything that they, that happened during COVID is now looked back on as kind of uh, it was fun. It was a hobby or some people probably don't even remember what they did. (laughs) They probably forgot they even made bread. That's sad. Yeah. They've already moved on and things are back open and they're, they're back to their life. Just doing, I mean, the one and done, you know, trash community. um, What is it? The, the one and done um, economy, right? Where everything's designed to be disposable. The disposable economy. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I'm, I'm not as optimistic as you are. <laughs> um, I, 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 I wish it was true, but there's so much of the the concept of making money at a restaurants and some of these smaller restaurants dying off and larger chains becoming more powerful um you know they're not going to spend the money that it takes to execute what you're talking about because that takes training mm-hmm. which costs money it takes different product it it take it takes effort yeah and if there's not enough social demand then i i i, I don't see it happening hmm. and i don't see enough going on for people to become awakened to the what the amount of waste that restaurants generally produce that needs to be addressed. Right. Hmm. Well, these smaller restaurants are, they've kind of got their back against the wall too with the labor as it is. So, I mean, even your neighborhood restaurant is like prices are going to have to go up and, even though prices are going up at some of these restaurants just to cover their ass on labor, like they're still not doing any more. They might be making more like in sales, but their actual revenue, like their profit margin is 
the same, if not less. Because cooks are $10 more an hour than they used to be just a couple of years ago. It's yeah, fucking insane. That, that, well, that also comes on... That's the fault of the industry and restaurant owners um, just refusing to pay higher wages and in having people actually, uh, you know, you go to a job, you work in office and nine to five kind of thing. Every year you're going to have some form of review, maybe not, but you're always going to have a uh, cost of living raise. Right. That's any can be anywhere from three to five percent, um, you know, and um, my wife, um, where she works, this is actually for me un- unheard of. Uh, maybe it is elsewhere. But when inflation just skyrocketed, um, her firm came out and said, hey, we're going to give everybody an early kind of um, raise, so to speak, to help kind of offset some of this inflation that we're seeing. And it was like, holy shit. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. But you will not see that in a restaurant. You will not see a restaurant go and and pay their cooks, their dishwashers, and and their servers the money that it takes to kind of offset all that. Because what they're concerned about is the numbers and the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So... Inflation goes up. Everybody's spent, you know, the cost of everything goes up. Restaurant owners are, their question is, hey, how do we keep the price where it's at or lower to draw people back in? Yeah. And how do you do that? Buy cheaper product, use less people. Hmm. Yeah. And, but I mean, that's just now, right? Yeah. But in like the 15 years that I've been in the DFW area, what cooks are getting paid before, like pre-COVID, you know, so that would be, call it just a 10-year period. Like the hourly wage went up like only maybe two bucks an hour, hmm. which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what it should be doing every year. So the fact that you're paying $10 or more an hour I mean, that's just now all of a sudden you having to catch up with everybody else in the world. It's true. So, um, but hey, real quick, I want to backtrack a little bit Okay. when we're talking about the zero waste. And I kind of spaced on this part. And what what I think it'll take to happen is, is restaurants like, so um, Rich with the heritage table. He's been on the show and he's actually here in, uh, in my neighborhood and beautiful restaurant. He's amazing guy, great team. And this also goes into the culinary school part of the things where his entire crew actually came out of a local community college culinary program. Damn. And so, and they just went and, they're always reinventing inventing themselves. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and listen to it. It is a longer one. It's a little over an hour, uh, but it's it's one of my favorites. Sorry, John. No, it's um, <laughs> and uh, but 
because Rich doesn't have a culinary background. He didn't come up like any of us did. Um, and, and so, but now he's got a restaurant, he's an owner operator and what they're doing now is they are very much focused on the zero waste Mm -hmm. and they're doing it for several reasons. One, it's the right thing to do Two, what a lot of people don't necessarily understand as well. It definitely helps with cost. Yeah. Um, and so, but I love the way they're doing it and they're not apologetic about it. They went out there and said, Hey, look, and you know, but luckily for him, the restaurant already had a reputation. It was a great restaurant and and people were already there. If you are starting off, it may be a little bit more difficult. Um, and, but now where he's got stuff on the menu where he'll bring in a whole hog or half hog. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so their pork for on their menu is just coming off of that. So they'll create a dish that the base and the garnish and all that stuff will be somewhat, uh, I don't want to call it generic, but it's a really good base. And the protein or like the main cut will change and it could change per service. Cool. Because there's only so many cuts. Right. <laughs> right. And, and so, um, but it's like, that's how you should do it because the, the big challenge everybody faces is like, I want to do this. Well, I'm going to have 200 covers coming tonight. 10% are going to order this steak. Right. Which means that I'm going to need at least 20 plus, mm-hmm. uh, of these things ready to go. And it's like, well, the animal is only going to have four. Yeah. Like, let's just say yeah. cuts that you can get off of that. You know, we'll call whatever piece you want, and let's pretend you can cut that in half, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so now what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. So I I, I love that. Um, he's taking all their vegetable scraps, not necessarily composting it, but he's dehydrating the fuck out of everything mm-hmm. um, and turning stuff into powders. Um, and those powders are then going into whether it's the breads, um, you know, so they're all, they're being very creative and it's like, okay, I've got a bunch of this powder that came from the leftover peppers that we got from the farm because we got like 50 pounds of these different peppers and all these scraps and some of the stuff we couldn't use. It's like, okay, now what are we going to do with it? So they're buying some time with that stuff. Um, but you have to be the owner and the chef to say, you know what, this is what we're doing. And I'm, I'm okay with repercussions. If you don't like it too fucking bad. That's pretty beautiful, but it's fantastic. I love it. Um, I wish that I was in a place to do that as well. Um, but I was never an owner operator. Right. And when we tried to do some of that stuff, uh, it just, it, it would always backfire. Yeah. Um, you know, because we always got the, well, why not? Yeah. You know, I want this. Why not? Well, you know, dealing with the owners where it's like, well, what happens if we run out of this? People are going to complain. It's like, well, if we prep them ahead of time and it was, nobody wanted to put that effort into it. So, um, Rich, keep it up, man. Love what you're doing. 
there's also like when you have when you have set parameters like that like we the whole product utilization it opens up a whole new world of creativity for for restaurants that you really have to think about things in a different kind of way it's awesome and seeing more and more people do that is kind of why i feel you know a bit more positive but that's from uh I guess from a chef's perspective, you know, I'm not just a average diner, I guess, but it's like a chef's pipe dream. So yeah, for sure. Appreciate you all listening. Uh, would love some feedback on how you like this new format, the shorter episodes. Um, although part three coming up here is going to be a little bit longer. Let us know how you like it. Appreciate y'all and look for tomorrow. Part three.